This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I am your host, Terence Ford, and I'm still buzzing so much on the weekend, I have no idea how I'm going to get through the show. Never fear, Albert and Eskiff are here to help me build you up to the Eagles' trip to Albert's Golden Boys, Watford. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yes, yes, yes. It's the, the big Albert Curly Derby. Albert, how are you doing, sir? In the words of the esteemed Roy Hodgson, let's not take the piss here. Exactly. <laughs> um, a couple of questions about your boys Watford. Um, is is it true that um, you requested to work on the movie of Rocket Man? No. Um, was it because you weren't allowed because um, you, Elton John has a restraining order against you? No. Did you ask to work on the show Luther because you thought it was about Luther Blissett? No. <laughs> <laughs> is it true your son's middle name is? Um, Ab- Abdullah Karore? No, couldn't spell it. And um, is it true you'd like to hide her in Helgeson? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's very, I forgot he played for them, to be honest. that's So, you know, you're obviously more of a Watford fan than me. <laughs> uh, that was a that came up in a Googling of Watford legends, um, of which there were few. Let's get into this. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken, fuck that shit. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Right, unfortunately, I'm stuck on Elvis juice, which was the same as last week. Um, I was supposed to pick some up on the way back from my antenatal classes last night, but we stayed a bit later than normal when the beer cabin was closed, so I couldn't get anything new, so nothing fancy. So sorry to the lads in Australia who give us abuse constantly on the PPS. Um, Albert, I heard you open one when you came in. Did it... Um, help wash down your problem which you should tell our listeners about yeah just shortly before recording i um i was having some dinner as is you know tradition in the evening and uh got a bit of salad stuck on the back of the tongue and found it quite uncomfortable and had to do a lot of like i sound like i was going to cough up a furball like, ah! 
and <laughs> try, <laughs> trying to hook a finger down the back of her throat to try and release it. Um, which what, what time back, are we talking here? Uh, it was very, uh, it's very hearty kind of spinach, spinach leaf. So it wasn't shifted anywhere without a little bit of help. Um, and I had flashbacks to the time that I nearly choked to death on a bit of chicken skin, um, which was quite traumatic. <laughs> now, Albert's pretty much late to start recording every single week, um, ranging anywhere from 10 minutes to 40 minutes, and he's always got some sort of excuse. Now, Heskiff, I don't know about you, I- I've seen Albert eating salad. Doesn't doesn't stack up, does it? Yeah, I mean, usually he blames it on his kids. <laughs> probably blameless let's be honest um so to switch from kids to to a bit of spinach seems a bit far-fetched to me if you must know my youngest has had hand foot and mouth this week so you know let's let's show some sympathy here i did consider burning him like the sheep uh, all those years ago but we thought we'd stick it out and just try the medicine instead and what's hand foot and mouth it's like foot and mouth but you get it on your hands as well blisters under your tongue oh, oh, oh. The, i'm back Oh, he's not a witch, is he? Uh-huh. <laughs> he's got more corona. <laughs> no, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, blisters on your tongue, temperature. Not not good times in the in the curly household the last few nights. Is he able to have purple cowpole? Uh, yeah, of course he is. Because you know on- when you get to like four or five and you have to have orange cowpole and it's shit because yeah. it actually tastes like medicine. Yeah. Yeah, my eldest is almost at that stage. And- oh, gutted. I'd almost rather tell him that Santa Claus isn't real than tell him that he can't have that sweet, sweet blackcurrant cowpole. Isn't blackcurrant cowpole what they put in that cocktail in the States? Oh, yeah. Purple purple drink. Yeah. Purple rain, whatever it's called. Scissor. Scissor. Purple scissor. Let's not pretend like I don't know what I'm talking about. It's scissor. (laughs) And it's purple purple drink, which is that and Sprite. So it is, it is purple cowpole and Sprite. I don't know if that's the brand name, but it's, yeah, it's like, uh, it's cough medicine, yeah. I thought it was Vimto, wasn't it Vimto? That's Hambo, isn't it? Drinks that. Yeah, but not with the, not with he's, the he's boiled not a, down crystal meth in it. He's not a rapper from the Dirty South, is he? Isn't he from Reading? <laughs> Could be Reading South. True. I think he's from, he's from Crawley, isn't he? He lives in Reading. Oh, my bad. I mean, they're both as equally bad as each other. And if you drop me in the middle of one, I wouldn't know the difference, to be honest. But <laughs> there you go. Uh, right. I've been asked to promote the team of the decade. Uh, but, but, um, so... but, but, but I was never asked what I was drinking. Oh, go on then. What are you drinking? Talk, because talking <clears> of <throat> purple drink, I had, and this is how fucking fancy I'm getting because we're getting near the end of the season and because we beat Brighton. I had a Keir Royale when I got in today. Oh, so that is Chambord and Champagne, isn't it? It's creme de cassis and Prosecco, but we'll we'll say Champagne. I'm never, ever accepting bullshit against me again. I'm French. For having, oh, you're drinking Heineken. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't give you that shit, and I'm French. It's I have to drink it. You give me enough shit, so you're yeah, wearing this one. What did you say you were drinking? Me? No, Heskiff. What was, what's the cocktail called? Kier Royale. No, I'm telling you, mate, that's Chambord and Champagne, 100%. I just Googled it as well. It's Chambord. absolutely Chambord. Akira Royale is Chambord and Champagne. I used to work behind a cocktail pal, bra, bra. You can't tell me this shit. If you, I'm, can, I'm, 
I'm not having it. Sound it. like you're working behind one now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, here no we you go. can't Wikipedia. have a slice of lime. Wikipedia says, Quai Royale is a French cocktail. It consists of creme de cassis topped with champagne. Not having it. Well, Chambord must be a creme de cassis then. <laughs> no, it's not though, is it? It's like a it's raspberry, isn't it? currently raspberry thing. Yeah, yeah, come on. I'm not having raspberry in my drink. Yeah, because that would be well uncool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've got grapefruit infused in mine, so um, there you go. Right, let me. Can I get onto some business now? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Team in, team in a decade. Um, you can go to backofthenest.com or look at all the socials at Back of the Nest on Twitter, for example, and um, you can vote for your team in a decade. Um, I think the first poll is up and that's between Vicente Guaita and Julian Speroni I mean it's a, a pube hair's length in distance between how um or width even sorry not length <laughs> between how close it is it was 50% 50% when I last checked so um I was gonna say length is too subjective because it depends if you do the old manscaped gardening doesn't it it does indeed manscaping yeah. um uh, how long is a piece of string I'll be honest I got confused because when you said team of the decade I thought it's only just 2020, isn't it a bit early for all that? And then I well, realised yeah. you're talking about the last decade. Yeah. Well, if it was this decade, your choice would be basically 10 players plus do you choose McCarthy or Riedewald? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, we'll touch on Brighton a little bit when we get into the Watford chat, but yeah, still still absolutely buzzing after that. But yes, go and vote on backinest.com or the socials on Twitter and things like that for players and a team will be formed over the coming weeks and um, put out for you. But in the meantime, I did, um, on my own Twitter, I did, a, I picked 22 of my, uh, I think the best players from our time, a couple of, um, from the last decade who have played for Palace, a couple of them are a bit contentious, whatever, but um I wanted to put a team, two teams together and say who would win. And I thought I'd put two very balanced teams together. But one team got 198 votes and the other team got 10 votes. So Spironi, Pa, Sacco, Tompkins, Wambasaka, Jednak, Kabaya, MacArthur, Balassi, Benteke and Punchen is one team. So you're talking like MacArthur, Jednak and Kabaya midfield there with Balassi and Punchen on the flanks is pretty solid. Sacco and Tompkins has proven enough uh, when they've played together f- over long periods of time, as is Julian Sproni, obviously. Wamba Sacco was a great right back, and Johnny Parr had that one season. And Benteke scored 17 goals in the season. So think of him in that peak. That's a bloody good side. And that's the side that got 10 votes. What's your thoughts on that, Heskiff? Uh My thoughts are the other one must have Wilf and Murray in it. That's the <laughs> well, there you go. So the other, the other one's got Guaita in goal. Van Arnold, Delaney, Cahill, Ward. Cahill was actually supposed to be Dan, but for some reason I had a brain fart. Uh, KG, Milivojevic in the middle, Zaha and Ambrose on the flanks and Murray and Gow up top. Now, is it, do Palace fans have like a, you know, a misconception of remembering what Murray and Gow were like together? Like at the time, I remember everyone was saying, we should be playing them two all the time together. Uh, I mean, it's not a bad team. I think the first team's probably better though, isn't it? Well, that's that's what I thought, but it lost 198-10. Oh, well, there you go. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. K- I mean, KG and Luca in the middle. What's going on? <laughs> the turning, <laughs> turning circle of an, of an ocean liner, that midfielder. 
Yeah, and if you're thinking Zaha and Van Arnold on the left flank, Ambrose just going wherever he wants, it's going to end up with so much. They're going to get exposed so much. And the people, the people, the people not remember that Dwight Gale, par some thoroughly, you know, important and good goals, wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's that genuinely like a uh, Palace fans have a, a weird memory when it comes to him. Um, scored a, f- a few goals, of course, but um, largely f- went missing for weeks at a time. Every so. time he warmed up on the touchline of uh, the Newcastle game, he was getting standing ovation for everybody in and around me. And all I kept thinking was, give that fucking bag back, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, referring, of course, to the suitcase with the Palace crest that it peeled off, but the outline of the crest was still on the bag. And he was continuing to use it when he was a new it was when he was a Newcastle player, right? <laughs> Indeed, you'd think he'd be able to afford a new one with all the money um, he earns. But there you go. And surely they uh, get a discount at Sports Direct at Newcastle. You think you could get a you know a whopping great hold all down there for next to no money? Yeah, but the only problem is when you're wheeling one of those suitcases down, it, all the massive Sports Direct mugs are attached, a bit like cans to a wedding car. So um, gotcha, it's, it's a bit of a pain. <laughs> Um, right, Palace are going to Brisbane for pre-season. Um, Albert, I've been desperately trying to get some pod sponsors so we can go. You fancy, you fancy a, a couple of weeks in Australia? <sighs> Never fancied Australia, to be honest. Very far away, isn't it? It is very far away. And I've seen Neighbours. I kind of get the gist of what goes on there. Um, isn't isn't Neighbours is probably some... Isn't Neighbours on the Gold Coast? I can't, where's Neighbours set? Uh, Ramsey, Ramsey Street. Street. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> that's like me saying Holmesdale Road. Where's that to an Australian um, who's not a know, Palace fan? Do you know, it's quite ironic that Albert misses 50% of these podcasts because he's on holiday. And then we're talking about going on holiday because of the podcast. He says no. Okay, no. So Neighbours is set in Melbourne, Ramsey Street. So, um, yeah, quite a bit, quite a bit away. But... Well, we'll find it if we do manage to find the money and get sent to Australia. Um, you oh won't yeah, bound me it, up, bound me up. Yeah, do bound me up. <laughs> uh, what about you, Haskiff? It's a sh- it's one of those things, really. It's it's too soon, isn't it, to pull that sort of money together and get the time off and all of that. Yeah, I'm sort of similar in that I've never really fancied going to Australia, to be honest. Uh, but not even to ex- escape coronavirus. Oh, well, do they have that. any? I mean, do they have any cases? <laughs> um, if someone wants to pay for us to go there, I'm in. But other than that, uh, I'll probably sit in Norbury and watch it on a three pound stream from the Palace website. Yeah, I can't wait for that to all kid July. The season hasn't even started. We haven't even signed anyone, and people are going to be kicking off about paying one ninety nine to watch a <laughs> stream of a friendly against West Ham. Great stuff. Well, um, I, I was. <laughs> I was going to link this by saying from one racist country to another. Um, oh dear! <laughs> Everton fan Darren Chadwick, thirty-nine from Hoyton, has been banned from three years uh, for being racially abusive towards Andros Townsend, and this has uh, just been announced today. Um, apparently, he um, called him a "you you effing C black C unit." from the sideline and a Crystal Palace steward has pursued it over a couple of years and ended up getting him um, banned. It turned out on Twitter, Andros Townsend didn't even know about it. But Albert, his defence his defense in court was, 
I didn't call him an effing black sea unit. I called him an effing diving dunk. I mean, <laughs> all those efforts are saying sea unit. <laughs> well, sea sea unit's not horrible at all. Dunk it is. <laughs> Beep. Beep. <laughs> but um. You know, Reese. In a couple of last couple of weeks, we've seen the Leeds goalkeeper banned for eight games, um, and then that's basically been his punishment for racism. And then we get this Darren Chadwick bloke gets a three-year ban from stadiums. It all still feels a bit like a an eight-game ban for the goalkeeper. Shouldn't he be sacked and kicked out of his team? And um, shouldn't this be a bit more than a three-year ban, Albert? Yeah, it's, I mean. <clears throat> It's wrong, and I mean, I don't know much about the court case, So, but he's been found guilty. So, yeah, you sort of wonder, you know, if I, if, if I were Everton, I'd probably, outside of the, you know, the court hearing, you'd probably want to put like a, a you know, a, a lifetime ban just from the, that, his club's point of view, um, just to, you know, make a point to anybody else that, you know, because he's not going to be, I'm not. I'm listen. Make it very clear. I'm not defending what he's done, but you know, as we know, he's not the only one around the country that's you know saying stuff like that in football stadiums. Um, so I think clubs have to really, really clamp down on that. And you know, it sort of reminds me of the 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 Tottenham Chelsea case with Rudiger. You know, it's 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 difficult for clubs to. You know, if if no one's reported it and there's no evidence, what do you do about it? You know, someone can say they'd heard it, but unless you can back it up and and prove it, it's, it's difficult to do. But in this case, they've obviously managed to do that, which is great because it's you know, hopefully it sets an example. Um, and I mean, anybody anybody that thinks that way and thinks that's acceptable to say is, you know, it's wider than just being in a football stadium. They probably you know have similar have similar uh, opinions outside of football and you know the more that we can do to sort of stamp that out is uh as you know as as a whole football community and community in general you know it's a good thing so hopefully it sends a bit of a message yeah it's certainly been a bit of an emboldening of people and their racist views um in in the last couple of years um and yeah sad state of affairs really um especially coming you know being a club that's based in south london and coming from around here such a diverse community we don't want to see it so let's um let's hope we don't see it from any of our own um <laughs> let's give did you see the tweet that townsend posted talking about this and seeing uh, the picture of yeah i'm sorry I, I just saw it just before we started um so did you see the picture of the guy um 39 years old apparently um being, being racist apparently takes its toll on your appearance <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's only a year older than me, and I feel I feel pretty good about myself after that. To be fair, so uh, I feel like it could be our dads. Like that's how old he looks. And talking of Everton, <laughs> could you get more Palace? Cenk Tosin has had to return to Everton. His loan has been cancelled because of a season-ending knee injury in training. Albert, what are we doing to them in training? Do you know what? I've I've got a theory. It wasn't in training. I think. That touch that he tried to implement around the keeper on Saturday <laughs> was so bad, so bad that he jarred his knee. It could be he did sort of. It was weird, and his body shape got all out of bent out of shape afterwards. So did so. I watching it. <laughs> um, if only Wilford put that away. If we if Wilford had put that away, I, I think people would have been on the pitch. You like you think you think that was a pass, though, don't you? Were you did you think that was a pass? 
No, no, no. I think Tosin tried to round him you and, and me. screwed it up. Bad touch. Yeah. yeah, okay, fine. That's a bad touch. What about you, Albert? I mean, Heskiff, sorry. Yeah, yeah. He was definitely trying to go around the keeper. Just messed it up. But I also think if, um, if, if Wilf had scored that, I think we would all be getting our loans terminated because of ACL injuries, because of the carnage <laughs> in the fans. Yeah, I saw all those videos um, showing the crowd after I scored. Is they're pretty special. I was having a conversation with someone. Um, <laughs> I was <laughs> I took the club coach to Brighton, and um, I was told we were all told getting off. You have to come back straight after the game because we want to get off. They want to get the coaches off straight away. And I came out into the courtyard and there's, you know, it's packed, couldn't get anywhere near the front. So I was like, oh, I'll just go back in for a beer, had a beer and everyone's kind of like chatting and <laughs> I was like, oh, um, hmm, I probably should go and check if I can leave and they would let me <laughs> leave. And the three club coaches were waiting for me and me alone. Um, really? Yeah. It's funny actually, because the only time I've taken a club coach was for the playoff semi-final at the same stadium, obviously. Uh and yeah, you know, we had a bit of a delay getting onto the coaches then. And then we got on and there was like, I mean, I was on my own, but there was like, I think there was like two or three people that hadn't made it back. And to be fair, we hadn't been that long trying to get back on the coach. And the driver was just like, fuck this, we're leaving. <laughs> and there was like people, there was like people on the coach like, yeah, but my mate. And he's like, no, no, we're off. And just like <laughs> fucking pedal to metal. It was like, fair play, mate. <laughs> those guys I, I would have gone and sat in front of the coach or something not let him leave um, shout out to my mate Nick who has seen me do that before to a bus but um, we won't get into that <laughs> um, yeah so I don't know look, we, thankfully we've seen some sort of return to form of Christian Benteke um, because we're going to we're going to need him now for the rest of the season the last 10 games or so to Step up. Um, Heskiff, what did you think of his performance against Brighton? Um, Link play really well in my mind. And of course, that that pass to IU was fantastic. Yeah, I thought he was brilliant. Um, obviously, the, the first thing he did was have that wild shot from MacArthur's pass that may or may not now, hit the corner flag. Talking of rounding the goalkeeper, he should have rounded the goalie there instead of taking it for a time. <laughs> he should have done li- literally yeah. anything but what he did. <laughs> um, but no, I think he played... Like you say, he played well. His hold-up play was good. His link-up play was good. Um, I think in amongst all the sort of celebrations of the goal itself, more should be made of the pass that he made to Ayer because it took three people out of the game. And not only that, but it, it made sure that the last defender was Lewis Dunk, who ended up on his ass as the ball went in. And I couldn't think of a better scenario Um then having Lewis don't look like a twat lying on the floor after he'd scored. Mm. And um, of course, Albert, the, cl- the club emailed out offers on the away kit with the picture of Dunk laying down and the heading on the email of Dunk these in your basket. Uh, are you all for that? Yeah, totally. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, there was plenty of great pictures to be had of Lewis Duncan the weekend, and nothing more comic, Albert, than he's headed a cop blocked by his own player. You know, the very same, the very same player that was shushing when he scored at Sellers earlier in the season. What was it? There was that the the fixture at our place earlier in the season. I remember there being a video of Lewis Dunk doing the rounds, and didn't he? Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. Really. I don't think anyone wants to see that video, do they? <laughs> no, didn't he like he, he he used a derogatory term against us? I can't remember what it was. It was like lucky. Oh, yeah. yeah, in the access all areas, yeah, yeah, lucky lucky bastard team or something. He said lucky shit team, lucky know, shit team, yeah, something like that. It was like, mate, wash your mouth out. <laughs> you want to talk about bad luck heading, you know, or you know, just awful, awful man. Mm. what about on this um on this well this week's edition of this week's episode <laughs> the accessible areas for brighton saw um roy hodgson and alan mullery in a huge embrace um, feelings on that heskiff yeah Some, what was didn't get, that didn't get the memo didn't get the memo <laughs> um yeah i think whoever's done the editing who otherwise does a, a brilliant job especially where it has um, sort of footage of everyone inside the concourse singing Andy Johnson's magic, and just before the, the f bomb cuts to cuts to the pitch, which I thought was very good. Um, but yeah, seeing, yeah, seeing Mallory made me feel a bit sick. So maybe they could uh, edit edit him out. Yeah, there was um, one of the cameramen were on the concourse filming. And he come running over and started filming when everyone started singing, she said no, Lewis. <laughs> and to which he obviously just had no idea what it was, what the song was about or anything. And then when the next verse of the um, You're a C Unit, Lewis started, he would just slowly put the camera down and loads of people just <laughs> lifted his arms up and made him carry on filming. Uh, he was like, it's not going to make it. It's not going to make it. <laughs> but he was, yeah, he was like, but I, I, you know, I'm, I've spoke uh, after the Arsenal one from last season or yeah, it was, I think it was last season or maybe this season. Um, it was so good that uh, the club was put out the guy who did the video, who put his Twitter handle. So I was having a little DM conversation with him and um, yeah, he, he's just saying they ship people in from week to week that, you know, it's contracted. It's not one person who's doing it. So, so I think some weeks there are a consistent person, but other weeks it's just random people. We don't really know anything about it. Judges cameramen. So I think that's also why some are slightly better than others in that sense. Um, I was actually a little bit disappointed with the Brighton one. I just, you know, I wanted, I wanted a bit more. I don't know what, but <laughs> they, there you go. I'd certainly didn't want Roy Hodgson hugging Alan Mullery, but anyway, let's finish that there. So we can start talking about, um, <laughs> Albert's voice. Reviews, predictions, comments and rants. Send us your voice clips on WhatsApp. 0203 575 1266. 
Right, so we're looking for three wins in a row for the first time since April 2018. We actually won four on the bounce, if you um, include Fulham on the opening game of the next season. Um, but get this for a stat. Since, since then, we've had four opportunities to have three wins in a row, Heskiff. And um, three of those four games have ended nil-nil. Oh, well, great. <laughs> One of them was against Watford as well. What? It was against Watford after Brighton earlier this season. And what was or the, before Brighton. What was the one that wasn't nil nil? Um we got spanked by Spurs 4 0. Oh fuck. All right. Well, this is gonna bode well for my predictions, isn't it? <laughs> well, if you're a betting man, you gotta go nil nil. Um Albert, uh cursory do you, uh, do you think we've got a chance of um, making it three wins in a row this weekend? On of yeah, we have got a good chance actually. I think we have got a you know a little bit of momentum on our side. We'll have a bit of confidence and a bit of hopefully a bit of leftover buzz against the Brighton game. But oh, I thought you was going to say Liverpool game now for a second. Well, yeah. yeah. Who? <laughs> but who'd who'd have thunk it? You know, Watford go on and get what is arguably a much better result than you know beating Brighton one nil. And so I'm sure they'll be um, suitably pumped up. So. Yeah, Nigel Pearson was on, uh, well, he's been on Match of the Day tonight, which is the Sheffield Wednesday Man City game. And he was uh, saying, all the players are saying, you know, these are the games, these are not the games we need to win to stay up, you know. Um, and he said it was a, refresh, a refreshing attitude. In fact, in fact, he said, um, it's a, these players, as well as being good players, are good people. Um, doesn't sound like the best judge of character, does he, Heskiff? <laughs> Well, I mean, this is the man who throttled James MacArthur on the touchline when he was Leicester manager. So I'm sure someone like that would think people like... It's just banter, isn't it? It's just banter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, like, of course, like a manager like him who's managing Capu, Decore, Dini, all the, mm. like, rota- it's not even rotational failure with them. It's just, like, aggressive kicking lumps. So He was just listing one of Albert's favourite players there. Sorry, Albert. <sighs> Um, so yeah, it don't, it don't surprise me that he said they're good people. Um, obviously, he's not going to come out and say they're all they're all tossers. I want <laughs> I want to go down, but they're not they're not nice people, are they? No, they're certainly not. And um, yeah, hopefully at Palace we'll be able to stop Troy Deeney getting in the referees' room like he said he does at Vicarage Road, and um, you know, getting what I've called is it's another it's another Wilfred Zaha derby. Albert, do you? Now he's he's got wound up by Watford in the past. Um, obviously, he, I'm getting uh, wound up by you banging on about me loving Watford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not my fault you have Harry the Hornet pajamas, is it? <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not even going there with that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so you know he's he's been wound up by Watford in the past. He's he got wound up on the weekend at Brighton. Um, although that ended up falling in his favour. Um, I think it's just going to be the same old tactics on Watford in this one. Yeah, probably. I mean, we're, you know, we've, uh, as we saw at the weekend, we can we can um, hold our shit housing own with the best, but I think that rarely, uh, we rarely match up to Watford's shithousery tactics, um, which has been really annoying. You know, we've, there's been so many f- fixtures against Watford in recent seasons, home man away, where you're just like, you know, we really need to like 
And I don't, I, you know, I don't like stooping to other teams' levels, but it's it's abundant that abundantly clear that Watford is one of those teams where we need to do that. And um, you know, like you say, Kapua, Troy Deeney, they, you know, they've got a lot of um, bruises in their team that just like to steam into players. And you know, obviously, they make a beeline for Wilf. And you know, I'm hoping that on on you know being at, being at home on Saturday, like I say, we've got a bit of momentum behind us. Hopefully, Wilf's a bit more pumped up after that Brighton game, and maybe you know if if McCarthy if McCarthy is starts, which is probable. I imagine Roy's not going to change it for the sake of changing it. You know, you'd like to think that that ups our kind of um, you know our uh, niggly factor, and we can give them as good as we get. Yeah, you've you've called us shit houses there, um, <laughs> uh, Albert. I mean, sorry, Heskiff, uh Time wasting at Brighton. Um, we we invented some new ways there, oh. didn't we? Yeah, the, the one that we we both noticed. I mean, you. I think you were stood about two or three rows behind me at the game, which I found out from your voyeuristic photo of the back of my head that you WhatsApp me just on kickoff. Um, yeah, what well, back of the head? The creepy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the podcast where no one says see deceive on, but I do, <laughs> yeah. but I do believe I do believe the message had the caption. Look at this, Dunk. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No reply yeah. to that. Um, yeah. No, that's sorry, mum, if you're listening. The best, uh, the best bit of time wasting was we got a corner and the the ball went out into the Palace fans, and um, Benteke sort of sprinted over and was like, "Give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball." Eventually, someone gave him the ball, and just as it went to sort of like drop into Benteke's hands, he just walked off. The ball sort of <laughs> rolled away, um, which was great shit housing. Um, and then you know we had the the sort of period of play where PVA was taking corners from both sides, and then went over to the other side again for a throw on. Um, <laughs> absolutely no need for him to take all of them, but that's that was what we were doing. Um, so yeah, I think I think uh, Gwait has been talking to the rest of the team about how to waste time, and he's done a fantastic job of it. Okay, Albert. Now you, <laughs> you're there telling us that you're upset about um, all of this Watford abuse that's happening, but now you've just sent a picture to the WhatsApp group of you sitting in a chair of a Watford squad photo, looking like you're in the photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're looking. You're you. cut. You're looking at Troy Deeney with loving eyes. No, for the record, it's a bad picture. If you zoom right in, I'm kind. Of, I have. I have zoomed in. I'm giving him. You've got your hands in your pockets, like you're trying to obscure your erection no. as you're staring <laughs> at Troy Deeney. Even in the stink eye. To be fair, that that right. is what it looks like. Thank you. Oh no! You're oh fuck you! You're sticking up for Terence. <laughs> the thing, Kai. That's on Watford High Street. I just come out of the cinema, dead of night. I was like, "Here, Joe, take this. This will wind the boys up." <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good idea, though. That's a um, I quite like that. It's a it, for anyone well, obviously you can't see it. Maybe we'll post it on Twitter. It's the Watford squad embossed on the wall, like just as a picture, and then in the two middle front rows, the managers are blacked out and there's two seats so you can sit there and um... hold down proper football seats it's quite a smart idea initially when you look at it i've walked past it loads of times initially you look at it and you think oh they've done something wrong with the scale there because troy deeney's head looks fucking massive and then you actually look at it and think oh no he's just got a massive fucking annoying head. that's like, like life size yeah 
Can I just go back back to the shithouse time-wasting thing? Did you see that clip that was going around on Twitter? I don't know what team it was, but there was a team. Was it, I think, just... I think it was South African. Were they were there like seven players yeah. took a corner? Seven players went to take the corner and fucked around with a ball in the quadrant and then got booked and then they'd walk off and another player would come over to take the corner instead, dick around with a ball in the quadrant, get booked. And I think it ended up going on for two and a half minutes, which is outstanding. Yeah, it was... Uh, I'd love to look on the opposition manager's face. He was just... Yeah. There, just crossed arms, shaking his head with a slight grin on his face, like even he appreciated how <laughs> what they were doing. But yeah, it was um, it was quite ridiculous. The ref should have just started dishing out red cards, to be honest, um, instead of instead of the yellow ones. But yeah, go and have a look for that video on social media. We should probably share these videos that we talk about and these pictures, shouldn't we? But yeah, alas, um, we're probably not going to do it. Did we share the Leslie Grantham webcam one from last? <laughs> I did share. I did. Um, I did blur out Roy Hodgson sucking his finger and shared that one. <laughs> right. Um, Albert's also said there, uh, Heskiff, that McCarthy's like to stay in, but um, he hobbled off at half time. Obviously. Um, yeah, but they met. They. They. I think Roy said that McCarthy felt his hamstring get a bit tight, and he wanted to carry on, but the coaching staff didn't really want to risk it. So it, yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether he's fit because if him not playing the second half means he's fit for the rest of the season, then great. But again, you don't want to risk playing him against Watford for the sake of the rest of the season. I think I think if he's fit, he should play because I think he was I think he was all right first half, and like Albert said, he gets he gets stuck in. He's a bit of a nippy little shit, a bit like Kabai was, which we which we've been missing. Wash your um, mouth out. He ain't as good as Kabai. Wow, who is? Yeah, I bet he's unlike Kabai. He can actually tackle. I mean, Kabai could tackle a little bit, but McCarthy's tackling numbers are just through the roof. Ridiculous numbers. You know, like eight in the game um, against Newcastle. I'm sure he was getting. I think he had two maybe in the Brighton game, but obviously, you know, that was only one half. So um, he he definitely knows how to get his foot in there and break up play and. Um, Perhaps that's part of what we see, why we're seeing uh, we're being a little bit more attacking and getting forward a bit more, particularly in that Newcastle game. Because if he's breaking up play that much in the middle of the park, higher up the pitch, you know, you can obviously create a lot more chances and um, get the teams turning around and get between the lines. So it's really, um, yeah, I mean, you, you got to remember, I'm, we're getting obviously towards the end of this season now, but he hasn't played every game and he's basically been out for four years. So... You can't, it's not just gonna. He's not just gonna be the player he was overnight. And if he's slowly building towards um, becoming that player that he once was, um, then we could still get another good three, two or three years out of him, and um, it will certainly be an asset. And uh, but it's just nice to have someone kicking people, isn't it? Yeah, man, definitely. Right, we've got... <laughs> especially when you're playing Brighton and Watford or the likes of. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was. Uh... Was it? Yeah, it was last season, wasn't it? We 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 got turned over by Brighton at, at home. Uh, terrible performance, and then we went to Watford in the cup, didn't we? And and got mm. done over there. So I'd like to think that maybe this season we, we, we've gone away to Brighton and come away with a win, and then we're following up with a home performance against Watford. Because I remember being so depressed after that Watford game in the cup last season. I really hope that you know, almost a year on, that you know we're gonna we're gonna 
right that wrong. Yeah, well, everyone will get depressed after losing 8 0 in the final, mate. So don't worry about it. It's not just you. Oh, that was a great day to drive through with the, around the walk for one way. <laughs> just beat go out, going out to all the pubs where, you know, the, I, think the, I think the game was still on. I think there might have only been like 6 0 down at that point. And it was a beautiful, obviously, it was the FA Cup final. So the weather was really nice. And there's loads of people outside in the pubs, whatever. I just remember driving around the one way system, just beeping my horn and giving them grief out the window. And shamefully my son was in the car uh so i didn't really set a good example that day but it was it was too good an opportunity to miss yeah little abdullah weren't having any of it he was like dad that's i'm sad they're losing <laughs> uh right let's start. i suppose we should do some predictions uh so we'll start with you Hesky. what did you go for for the brighton game did you, you um, said one nil loss i you? said one nil loss yeah i'm very 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 happy to be wrong <laughs> uh well you just flip flip the numbers. You was close enough. What are you going for this week? Uh, I'm going to go nil nil. Not not only because of the stats that you told me, but also because we still don't necessarily look like scoring loads. And Watford seem to have a way of riling us, so we sort of get more pent, you know, more caught up in that than we do getting the ball down and playing. Um, so I think because also because they beat Liverpool three nil, they'll. Everyone, you know, probably think they'll score a few. So I reckon it'll be a bit of an anticlimax. Yeah, I feel like it could be one of those. Uh, how how could they beat Liverpool three 0 but then not score against Palace kind of scenarios? But um, there you go, Albert. What about you? Three 0 Watford up the up the horns. No, uh, uh, I think it's going to be a draw, but I don't think it's going to be a goalless draw. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think or. Oh, I'm torn between ones or the twos. I think it's going to be, fuck it, we're going to go 2 2. 2 2. Well, I went 0 0 last week and it finished 1 0 Palace. So I'll go 0 0 again this week um, in the hope that it can be some sort of good luck charm. A bit like a couple of seasons ago when I used to predict losses every week and then we'd win. So, yeah, right. We'll finish that there and we'll be back after this. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast www.backofthenest.com Okay, so head to YouTube Back of the Nest backofthenest.com Back of the Nest on Twitter Back of the Nest CPFC on Instagram We're so close to getting them all you know what continuity across a lot but um, not quite there yet Uh 0203-575-1766 is your phone number to send your WhatsApp clips after the game on the weekend and the review show will play through them and answer any questions that you may have. And for us next week, next Thursday in your ears, it will be talking about Heskiff. Uh, born. <laughs> Yes, another club coach journey for me and you. We, me, me, you and your lovely wife are going. Correct. What a day out that will be. <laughs> yes, so um, hopefully, well, I mean, it's, it can be a good away day, Bournemouth. It's, it's been all right. It's particularly that 2-0 one on transfer deadline day that time. That was a... That was a great day. And let's face it, you know, going having the opportunity to beat Watford this weekend, beat Brighton last weekend, and then beat Bournemouth the following weekend would be great. Like, Especially uh, when we then go to Anfield and turn over Liverpool. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see we'll see about that one. Um 
yeah, that for anyone listening, that has now been set in stone on the 21st of March and will be aired on, I imagine, BT Sport if it's the 5.30 on Saturday. It might be Sky, I'm not sure. Um, yes, yeah, it screwed quite a lot of people over that. Everyone was hoping Liverpool would get through and it would be moved. but Because, um, you know, uh, local band, The Manor, are playing at Brixton Academy that week. So I know several people are having to miss the Liverpool game because of that. Um, it's me, though. Yeah, you're still working up there, right? Yeah, I'll be working in Liverpool that very week and weekend. So, hooray. Nice. There you go. You got you're going can, they can't win the title anymore on that one, can they? Yeah, exactly. So that was like that was like the one thing that was like, mm, not sure I want to go if I'm going to watch Liverpool because I'm going to be there all week. So, I'm going to be if I'm probably there when they win the league anyway. To but to actually pay money to go and watch them beat us to then win the league not really interested in that to be honest so it's nice to know that you know not going to witness that in the in the ground and maybe we can upset it a bit more yeah I've got so many Liverpool friends from London um, who I grew up with who you know I love winding them up that I was there for Gerrard's last game (laughs) and all the rigmarole that came with that so um, I would have quite liked to have been there just for that to be to just wind my Liverpool mates up saying you're, you're all shit fans. <laughs> I've been in your stadium in your biggest achievements and you're nowhere to be seen, lads. But there you go. Right, so yes, next week we'll be back talking about Bournemouth. Hopefully we'll be aiming for four wins in a row. Um, oh, I, don't know where, I don't know where all this optimism's coming from, lads. But yeah, there you go. It's Watford this weekend. Good luck to us. And until next week, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.